you don't need to have a soul to create um, beautiful designs that make you feel intense things, intense feelings. You definitely yes. need a soul right. to look at the art and feel and feel these things that you are feeling. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Loomi Tech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. Art is no longer just for those that can hold a paintbrush. It's quite far from that. Meet Ben Kovalis, the co-founder and CMO of Art AI. Ben is a co-founder and CMO at Art AI, a startup that develops unique technology for producing AI-generated artworks and serves as the world's largest AI-generated art gallery, a tech startup which is also an e-commerce and art gallery with the goal of democratizing art by developing and utilizing the technology underlying machine creativity. Ben's experience as a VP managing large international operations that deals with e-commerce in the financial education sector and his fascination with art and technology was what drove him to co-found Art AI. Ben Kovalis, thank you for joining me on 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Uh, ben, you're the co-founder and CMO of, of an amazing startup. And, and the reason it's amazing is not just because perhaps you, you run it well or, or, that, or that you know internally things are good, but because it's, it's dealing with it with something that the world doesn't even know how to fathom yet. Literally artificial intelligence in conjunction with creativity and how you know the future of art will look like. And this is coincidentally something that I've been researching over the past few months at Stanford in one of my classes. And of course, I came across your work as well. And so I'm excited to now hear from the primary source. And I will be using this in my research paper. So I'm warning you ahead of time. But, but Ben, before all that, take me all the way back to your journey. And then how do you find yourself being the chief marketing officer of a company that is doing AI for art? Okay, so um, that's a great question. And let me regard your uh, previous statement for a quick second. We would love to take part in any paper or any uh, type of project that you're doing on this topic, because one of the main things that we are uh, putting a lot of energies on at the moment is to make sure that as many people as possible hear about AI-generated art and machine creativity and speak about its implications on the future of art in general, the, the future of the world that we know it today. And the story about how everything started is quite a fascinating one. So I need to go a bit back um, to 2019, or actually I need to go even before that to October 2018, where the first AI-generated artwork uh, was sold uh, in an auction. And it was not the first AI-generated artwork that was ever created, but it was the first one that was sold in an auction. And that happened on Christie's. And it was sold for uh, the amazing price of four hundred and thirty two thousand dollars. And this artwork called that's exact. That's exact. Uh, so we already probably know how it looks like if you know the full name of the portrait. And you can probably also know that even though it is amazing uh, and as a tech savvy myself, I really like it. Uh, it is not with, let's say, the most amazing quality. I think uh, the, the scientific term for it will probably be um, blurry and, and bit uh, or, or pixelated. 
So um, RTI was founded by me and two of my friends. Uh, we're all childhood friends, uh, Eyal Fischer and Guy Kremovich. We all grew up together in Hoda Sharon, and we always wanted, um, like every uh, Israeli, to open a startup company together. That was the dream. Uh, and we were really fascinated with neural networks at the past few years, and we were bouncing around ideas uh, that could be used as a, a successful startup. Uh, and when this happened, when we saw this amazing event, Eyal was the one that showed it to us. Uh, like, look, this is amazing, an artwork that was created by uh, artificial intelligence, and it was sold for $432,000. That's amazing. And we all agreed about it. Uh, and then Eyal said that, and he, and he comes with a background um, of uh, image processing. He was doing his PhD in the uh, uh, genomical statistics in Cambridge at the time. Uh, genetics, I, I don't even show that, that I'm saying it correctly. It was about uh, genetics and image processing in the molecular level. So he knew quite a lot about image processing. And he, say, he, he said that he thinks that he can create um, AI-generated art, these designs, but with, with much higher quality and at a much bigger scale because uh, there was a very, very interesting conversation behind this artwork being sold for $432,000. And we thought we will be able to produce many artworks with a higher quality and not limit it to selling one piece for $100,000, sell it to as many people as we can for, for a much more affordable amount, like $100. And so, so I told Eyal, listen, if you think you can do it, sit down. Why won't you sit down, build the algorithm, and if we'll have something successful, we'll open up a company, we'll open a store, and we'll start presenting it to the world and start selling that. So um, after about six months, we had a, an initial prototype of an algorithm. This is not the algorithm that we're using today, especially as we're using several different algorithms today. But it was good enough to fool people and make them think that the artwork that we're looking at were generated by or were created by humans. And some of them even thought, well, that will be a cool thing that I'm willing to hang on my wall. So we opened up a store and we started presenting a generated art to the public. And yourself, myself, we knew about AI generated art a bit before that. We knew that were like very, very small number of pieces that were sold before. But most of the people never even heard about the possibility of creating such art. And we didn't create one, we created thousands of them. And to date, we created tens of thousands of them. And we started presenting it um, to people online and they understood the concept and they loved the concept. And we were able to sell a lot of one-of-a-kind pieces of, of art that were created by artificial intelligence to sell it at affordable prices and to get to the homes of thousands of customers all over the world, actually thousands of collectors. Uh, and here we are today. So we have to go, you know, a little bit high up in the air because we're what we're talking about here is not just another product that you're saying, yes, we invented another type of, you know, of, of product that, you know, we, we're going to see if people enjoy it and, and then we're going to just scale. But there is something a little bit deeper that's happening here. You're taking this idea of creativity and you're putting a computer to the world. And then you're saying, we want to allow people to purchase art that was created by a computer, which I think brings on this, you know, a little bit of an, an existential question. Can computers be creative? What is the essence of creativity? Is, what is the value of a painting where the painting was not drawn by a, by a hand of a woman that 
very precisely, spent tens of thousands of hours, but it was drawn through an algorithm that spent you know, maybe a few minutes running. What, what, what is the conceptuality behind all of that? All of these are amazing questions. Uh, I do think that we're time limited here, but if, if you give me three hours, I, I, I promise you that, I, that I'm going to answer at least one of your questions. Um, but, but, um, but what I can say is that all of these questions are extremely fascinating. Um, some of them are the core of, of that, that gives the reason of why we, we, we decided to give this concept that much attention and build a company based on it. Um, what I can tell you is that um, these questions are being asked by people from all over the world, and we're facing these questions every single day, several times a day. And um, some people are even taking it to the extreme. So one of the goals that we want to that, that we want to bring, one of the things that, that one of the is, is to bring the discussion about machine creativity, which is a fascinating and confusing thing. So you can ask, where is the creativity if you have no soul because the AI has no soul? Or maybe the artist was the person that created the algorithm and maybe, maybe something completely different. So my personal opinion on that is, of course, we're speaking about real art and you don't need to have a soul to create um, beautiful designs that make you feel intense things, intense feelings. You definitely yeah. need a soul Right. To look at the art and feel and feel these things that you are feeling. Um, the fascinating thing about that is that it is completely unbiased. So when someone, a person, a human creates an art, creates art, doesn't matter how much you try to fight it, you are biased in at least at least a little. Because when you're creating this artwork, you're remembering things that happened to you in the, in the past, or maybe you had a bad day or a good day before you started uh, uh, painting the artwork, and it affects how it looks like. With the AI, no, no such thoughts are going through its neural network. It completely depended on the person that is viewing the artwork and the interpretation that this specific person is giving to the artwork. And this is also why it is so important for each and every one for us as a company, for each and every one to choose the artwork that they can connect to the most. And we're not telling them what happened in this artwork or what, what, what this artwork makes us feel. It depends on the people that are viewing that. And we can see on our Facebook page, which currently I think have like about 40,000 people uh, um, uh, subscribe to it, that they are discussing. And that happens on every single post that we're, up, that we're uploading on what does it mean for, for this artwork to make people feel specific things? Or maybe it goes against the, the nature of art. Is it okay to do that? Is it not okay to do that? And other than my personal opinion that it is completely okay to do that, um, it is more fascinating for us to see people from all over the world discussing that and bringing fascinating new concepts, fascinating new ideas. Even though I read probably, I don't know, 10,000 comments about this subject, uh, and I can probably help you quite a lot if you're doing a research about it to give you very, very interesting point of views. Still, every single day, I'm encountering um, new concept and new opinions that I never heard before about this very interesting combination between art and technology. I, th I think you touched here on two very interesting cases that are, that are important to look at. One is this idea that, you know, what is the purpose of art? What is the purpose of creativity? 
And what you're saying is, well, at the core of it, the, the primary reason we have art is to invoke emotions within the viewer, right? And now it doesn't really matter why this art was created or what happened through its creation. The mere fact that it invokes these dramatic emotions is enough to, to satisfy the idea that, yes, there is a reason for this to exist, because if the AI didn't do it, then this specific painting would not have existed otherwise. It just wouldn't, it, not in the core sense it is. But the other thing that is, I think it's still important is I said, you know, I remember going to museums early on and, and you know, reading this, the reason of the speculation of why Picasso drew the woman in that shape and why, you know, the, the, he had a fight with that woman and then through the divorce, etc. That's interesting. Those things are interesting that I think that we do have to forgo when we're talking about, you know, AI that's unbiased because those stories do also invoke emotions. But I am completely on the idea that the scale at which AI can generate art that evokes emotion, that trumps everything. The making it accessible for everybody to have a beautiful painting in their home that invokes those emotions and you don't have to go and buy hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, that, I think that's, that, that is really the democratization. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And there's one more additional very cool thing that we can do is that we are tuning the algorithm, like every algorithm, every piece of software needs a goal, needs purpose. And the purpose of this algorithm, the way it is tuned is to create the most engaging, the most emotive pieces of art. So we have right. a machine that is aimed to create artworks that will make you feel emotions as intense as possible. Right. I, th I think that's amazing. So, so now we're in 2021. The world is starting to understand the power of these things. You know, we, you know in the same line of work, we can put deep fakes and, uh, you know, uh, deep fake both for audio and video. And really this questioning of what is reality and what is the essence of, of reality and does it even matter? And, and so obviously it matters in some cases. But what I'm curious about is where are we headed from here? Where do you position yourself in this new market and this new landscape? Of, of art specifically, but how do you see this market growing? What is the reception you're getting from customers and where is RDI moving you know, specifically? Another great question. So for a lot of people, this, um, this concept of AI becoming a bigger part of our lives, not, not in art, in everywhere, uh, is a bit scary. So people are thinking about the Terminator and Skynet and, and robots are going to take over the world. And for many people, art was the final frontier. So you can take everything, but art, now that's only for human. And you bring AI into this, so we are going past the final frontier. So what's, what's happening right now? And I think that imagining art, human art being replaced with art that is created by machines, that's simply impossible. Art is out there since, since you know, the the um, the, the, the humans have been uh, drawing. Yeah, humans have been drawing on caves, uh, and and that's that's going to stay. Art is 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 there. I was about to say hundreds of years, but that's thousands of years, and nothing is going to change that. The only things that we can do is we can add on top. Uh, same way that in the eighties, people started using a synthesizer to create new type of musics, and then. Uh, musicians had another tool they could utilize to create new music and think about amazing new creations that people that people really enjoyed. The same thing is happening with art um, for many many years now, 
And another part of this art evolution that is adding to art, adding like another genre to art, but not replacing it is AI generated art. So this art, we are, in a way, we're looking at it like a tool. And this is why it is very important for us to work with digital artists. And we're making several different projects with digital artists at the moment. And you were asking, what do you think is, is going to be the role of, of, AI, of, of art AI on the art market? So one of the, one of the roles that we're, that, that we're investing right now is to help digital artists create new type of art. So there is a, a big variety of designs and artworks that we can do as a brand that creates it, its own designs. But there's so much more that we can do if we work together with artists, which are creative by nature. So you know that every time that, you, that you're working with someone, with someone new, it's something new is going to, to become out of it. And I do think that the same way that a programmer always needs to be aware of the newest technologies, Uh, because they need to be on top of the newest technologies if they want to uh, to continue and, and go forward with their with their careers same thing for digital artists they need to be familiar with the newest technologies and right now the newest technology is AI generated art and using uh, smart algorithms and neural networks to create new type of creations and the people that are going to be on top of that are going to have a better chance of of succeeding of making it As digital artists, especially as this is a saturated market. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to help digital artists. The other thing that we want to do is we want to explore this world, and we know there is so much to explore because as I said earlier, there's not a single day that passes that I, I'm not encountering a new idea and a new segment of this market that we can explore and just generate really, really beautiful and interesting things. Right. I think this is um, it's, it's magical, really, you know what's happening in. And I can only imagine where we're going to be in you know 10, 15 years uh, with the empowerment. And I think that you know one of the things that you know people tend to forget quickly is this this notion of what, what does it mean to be an artist? You know, is it a person that is that has a, a unique ability to have a steady hand and draw very precisely? or is it a person that has you know these amazing thoughts and and just needs to let them out on paper? And I, I saw I, I read an article about AI generated music by an artist that Tracy something and she said, I'm not a song I'm, I'm a songwriter. I don't know how to write melodies. I don't know how I don't know music theory, but she worked with an AI algorithm that helped her compose a song and she released her own song, which is a big hit on YouTube now with millions of views. And, and what I'm taking from this and saying, you know yeah, it's you know great what you're doing, beautiful art, you're letting people buy it and hang on the walls. That's amazing. What I really get excited about is the fact that every single person can potentially be, can become an artist, even if they don't know how to hold a paintbrush. Potentially me talking or communicating with the AI in some capacity and, and expressing my thoughts and letting, the, and letting that, that, that actual mechanical work be done for me, that can bring a whole new generation of artists that are, just don't exist today. I completely agree and, and that's that's amazing and I can tell you more than that that if you go to our website and you're browsing artworks without even paying attention you're already taking part in the creation of future artworks because there is an endless loop that takes to count the the engagement with our existing art if you like an artwork if you of course purchase an artwork if you just look at an artwork long enough, We take this information and using this information we know which artworks are better suited to to invoke emotions and the, and the future algorithms are trained based on this input 
so we could create the new generation of artwork that is taking the input of everyone that visit our gallery. And that's another thing that you cannot do as a human artist. You can ask your friends or, or, or your fans, what do you think about this artwork? What should I do next? But you can't take the input and the sentiment of thousands of people and use all of this input to create new art. So in a way, it's, it's, it is created by artificial intelligence, but it requires the input of so many human beings for it, for it to even exist. Ben, uh, I, I love the work. I'm, I'm going to be spending hours now on the, on the website, and I'm going to have to talk to you a little bit more about, about, the, about the, the research I'm doing. Uh, but, but thank you for, you, know, for ex, you know, creating this whole new market that we still don't understand what it means. I, you know, I think that you know, the, the vast majority of people in the world uh, both don't know that it's possible, but even those that do know that it's possible, we don't yet fathom that this is our new reality. This is the new world that's in front of us. And, and, uh, and I'm just, I'm personally very excited by this new world. And, and I very much hope that the vast majority of the population will be too. Uh, ben, thank you for coming to the show. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, the last question, the hardest one that I have to It was ask, a pleasure. Thank you. Is three words you would use to describe yourself. Oh, man. Um, okay. So I would say that I am, I am keen. It is hard for me to skip um, information uh, that I find intriguing and I find too many things too intriguing. Um, I would say that I'm, I would say that I'm quick uh, and I will, uh, I will assign this. I will thank this this attribute uh, thanks to my uh, to my ADD. Uh, so I just have to do things very very quickly unless uh, unless I, I lose focus. Uh, and quite absurdly, I would also say focused. So um, kind of kind of opposite opposite there. But I find the thing that I find really really intriguing, and then I'm completely focused on them. Being quick and focused. Ben, thank you very much. Best of luck, and I can't wait to see both the online and physical galleries and and explore this new world of art. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.